Deutsche Welle. Learning by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hello and welcome to the 10th and final episode of Crime Fighters School of Craft. Our story began with the principal of Jomvu School, Mrs. Gongo, collapsing in front of everyone at the school parents' day. It later emerged that she had been poisoned. While the police investigated the incident, the new trainee teacher, Awa, pursued her own inquiry into another matter, sexual abuse. She suspected, rightly, that some of the teachers were abusing students in exchange for good grades. As it turns out, the person who poisoned Mrs. Gongo, Hamo, was also trying to put an end to the sexual abuse. His sister, Noor, was one of the victims. But he targeted the wrong person and ended up poisoning Mrs. Gongo by mistake. How will the story end? We find out in today's episode entitled, Wages of Sin. We all sat huddled on the benches in the crammed courtroom. Myself, Mrs. Gongo, students, teachers, members of the public. Hamo was in turmoil. His trial was coming to an end, and today he was due to be sentenced. Proceed with your closing remarks, Mr. Prosecutor. Thank you, Your Honor. The accused Hamo Lembi acted with malicious intent. He bought a very dangerous poison. While working as a caterer at the Jomvu School's Parents' Day event, he injected this highly toxic agent into a bottle of water, which he placed strategically so that it would be drunk by his intended victim, Mr. Munde. This, Your Honor, shows that his act was premeditated, even though it was in fact Mrs. Gongo who drank the poisoned water. The prosecution therefore urges this court to find the accused guilty of attempted murder and impose the maximum sentence. Thank you, Mr. Prosecutor. Defense counsel, what have you to say? Your Honor, Hamo Alembi is just a boy, 17 years old. A boy who was forced to take on the responsibilities of his dead parents at a very young age. He did what he did in a misguided attempt to protect his younger sister from ongoing sexual abuse by someone in a position of power. I urge you to bear this in mind, Your Honor, and be merciful in passing your sentence. Thank you. Will the accused please stand? Hamo Alembi, do you have anything to say before I pass sentence? I only wish to ask for forgiveness from Mrs. Gongo. Silence! Mrs. Gongo, I'm so sorry you had to go through what you went through because of me. Please accept my sincere and heartfelt apologies. Yes. I forgive you, Hamo, from the bottom of my heart. Yes. Why? Why? And to Mr. Munde, I'm sorry that I suspected you of being the one who caused my sister so much distress. Thank you, Your Honor. Silence! Silence! Hamo Alembi. This court finds you guilty of attempted murder <coughs> and sentences you to three years in a juvenile facility. <laughs> court is adjourned.
We'd soon be back in that courtroom for the sentencing of the teachers found guilty of abusing students. In the meantime, though, we'd started to take action ourselves. Minister Nzombo had set up a task force to fight sexual abuse in schools. He'd asked us, as sort of experts, for some concrete practical suggestions. Mrs. Gongo, by now fully recovered, was also part of the team. She and I were sitting with Cheupe in the library office at Jombo School. Some of the Jombo girls had met to discuss ideas they could contribute, and Cheupe, now heavily pregnant, was representing them. When a teacher behaves like this, we don't know how to defend ourselves. Right. The biggest problem is that some teachers simply don't have any scruples about asking their students for sexual favors. Indeed, Awa. One of our very first measures must be to make clear to each and every teacher in every school that it is not acceptable to interact with students like that. Not under any circumstances. And it has to be made clear to students, parents and society as a whole, not just teachers. We must explain to the students that it's never their fault. They are minors. It's always the teachers who are responsible. They are adults, they're in a position of power and trust, and they are absolutely not allowed to abuse it. That's right. But you know, when it happened, we didn't know who to turn to. Because we were ashamed and afraid of punishment. But also because we were scared that no one would believe us. I know exactly what you mean, Cheupe. But no one should have to go through this alone. There's always something you can do. Go to peer counseling at the youth center, talk to someone in the family, visit a doctor. Another important step is to empower students. They need to know that they always have the right to say no. And they have to be certain that they can get support. It feels so good to know that the culprits are not facing justice. It sends an important signal too. No teacher should be allowed to get away with it by being transferred to another school or by marrying the girl he raped and got pregnant. The topic of abuse should not be taboo. Of course it's very sensitive, but if we want our students to learn to be strong, we have to take it to the classrooms. In what way? Talks with students in small groups, for example. Also, having a designated teacher in each school to talk about such matters. In a meeting with Corporal Asiko, we talked about different ways of reporting sexual abuse, like a free telephone hotline, a website, or an app. The police also need clear instructions on how to deal appropriately with the cases reported to them. It was the first of many meetings right at the beginning on a long path of change. Mr. Mawenge, Mr. Kutua and other teachers at Jombu School were found guilty of rape and the sexual abuse of students. They each got up to 30 years in prison. Inspector Pide was sentenced to 10 years for felonious complicity. As one of the first measures to support victims of abuse and raise awareness, Asiko and I organized a series of workshops, some for boys and some for girls. They say theater is a powerful tool to help victims overcome a traumatic experience. Hmm. Just be nice to me, beautiful Lulu, and I'll make sure that you pass your exams. No, I don't want to. And as my teacher, you shouldn't ask me to do this. Come on, Lulu. Or do you really want to fail? What would your parents say? Uh, I... A break? Okay, Noor, take a deep breath. Are you alright? Yes, teacher Awa. You are doing great. How do you think you should react now? Be firm and say no. Tell him that it's wrong. Exactly. Shall we go on, Noor? Yes, okay. Let's continue.
Chaupe, go on, please. Lulu, it's a very natural thing to do. You'll enjoy it, I'm sure. <laughs> no, this is wrong. You're my teacher. You're not allowed to ask me this. It's a crime. <laughs> Who do you think will believe you? Other teachers will believe me, and my parents and the police. I've recorded everything you've said on my phone. Oh, wow. 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 And if you keep on sexually harassing me, I'll post it on social media. Oh no, this girl is matter than me. <laughs> well done, girls. So, Noor, would you like to tell us how you feel now? Well, it wasn't easy. I got a bit scared. It reminded me of the bad things that happened to me. But then I was in control again. I said no, and it felt great. Yeah! Oh, oh. That's very good, Noor. Yeah. Of course, it was just role play. In real life, it might not always be so easy. But these girls, who had been through so much, were learning to deal with their emotions and slowly regaining confidence. There was learning and laughter. There was hope. And so finally, the doors have closed on School of Craft, a crime fighter series written by James Mohando. You can find the entire series at dw.com slash crimefighters and on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Goodbye.